Hey, TJ, what are you doing? Well, Wesley, I was reading in Matthew 22 where Jesus is talking about the greatest commandments. He was asked, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Isn't it amazing how Jesus summarized all Ten Commandments into just two? Yeah, I always appreciate it when things are made simpler. We know, TJ. We know. Making connections. Affecting the culture. Just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, Wesley, the Ten Commandments are actually separated into two completely different sets, right? right? You've got the first table, and that's dealing with our relationship with God, right? So, you know, there's only one God. Cut out all idols, uh, you know. Don't misuse his name. Don't misuse his name, and then remember the Sabbath. All of those are dealing with our relationship with God. But then there's something called the second table, uh-huh. and the second table is our relationship with one another, that... Um, you know, so we've got the vertical, and then we've, or, and then we've got the horizontal, mm-hmm. right? So, and I am a big guy. I like the imagery of t- having two tables yeah. <laughs> to eat from. But all that is to say, in the first uh, time that we spoke with Stephen McDowell, which we have with us again this week, last week when we had him, we discussed the first table. And if you missed that, let me encourage you. Go to EngageMagazine.net slash podcast, listen to those two shows, because uh, we hit, uh, we do two segments, in or two commandments uh, in each segment. This time, we're going to try to ramp it up. Yeah. We're going to try to do three, yeah. and uh, and so just to, to not to not use up any more time than we absolutely have to, let me introduce Stephen McDowell. Thank you again for being with us, sir. My pleasure. Great to be with you guys again. Now, Stephen, you are the president of the Providence Foundation. Uh, tell us very quickly about what it is that you guys do and uh, how they can find out information about you. Well, the Providence Foundation is a Christian educational organization whose mission is to train and network leaders to transform their culture for Christ and to teach all Christians how to disciple their nation. So we, we deal with transforming the, the culture, the public life, uh, as well as as the heart of man, because Christianity does both. And you can learn more, folks can learn more on our website at ProvidenceFoundation.com. Yes, sir, and that's great. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing. I know that AFA is our parent ministry, and they're the ones that's blessed us with the program Engaged Magazine on American Family Radio. And I know that we sell your products in our store at AFAstore.net. And I know that we've partnered with you in many occasions on simulcasts and such, and we're just so grateful for the work that you're doing for the kingdom of God and so much thankful that after reading your book, I said, hey, TJ, we need to see if we can get Stephen on to talk about these commandments. And we had you on last week to talk about the first four, as TJ mentioned, and he so eloquently (laughs) divided it and showed us. You you showed your your, book. your uh, Bible skills there when you divided them like that, TJ. Hey, man, it's how I roll. <laughs> Actually, no, right. learned it from, uh, you know, I had heard of it before, but I had never heard of the tables before. Uh-huh. So I really enjoyed that. And that came from uh, uh, Mr. McDowell's book. So. Good. Okay. Well, uh, we are millennials and we are in action here in Engage Magazine. And so we move fast. Let's do it. <laughs> now, we need to move slow sometimes, but uh, we can't help ourselves. We move fast. So we're going to try to get through four commandments. Real quick, I'll read the first one, 
Uh, this is a sixth commandment. You shall not murder. Exodus twenty thirteen. Now, Stephen, I know that the the word there in Scripture says kill. Is mm-hmm. that right? But it's translated into murder. Well, it depends on what translation that you read. It's okay. say you shall not murder and you shall not kill. But, but uh, murdering is the unlawful taking of a life. You know, there are circumstances, uh, biblical circumstances, where it's legitimate uh, to take the life of others in cases of public justice and also in self-defense. So though that is not violating the commandment, if you're protecting yourself from an aggressor who's trying to steal or kill, uh, you know, kill or take your life from you, uh, it's okay to defend yourself. And it's also civil government was created by God in order to yield the sword so that if uh, somebody murders someone else, then it's legitimate to, to take their life as well. Yeah, and, my, and uh, I'll just tell you this. My father has been in the military since before I was born. And so I grew up having the conversation of the difference between murder and kill, um, because a soldier will most likely have a mission where he has to go and take a life. And a lot now, my dad's soldiers, a lot of them would come and speak to him and say, you know, I, I don't I'm afraid that I'm going to go to hell because I've taken a life. And so he would actually explain to them the difference there. So would you mind articulating kind of the difference there between, you know, an individual taking a life and and a soldier acting on behalf of the state? You know, civil government was created by God to protect those righteous and law-abiding citizens from evildoers. And so to do that, we have police force to protect us from evildoers within society. We have the military to protect us from evil forces from other nations. And so if you are conducting a legitimate war, defensive war, and a just cause, a sinless before God, and that you are trying to protect the citizens of that nation, and you take lives, you actually are preserving life. You yeah, know, and, what do you mean by that? Yeah, and St. Augustine <laughs> has got uh, you know, a great war, work on the just war theory. And uh, so anybody can yeah. go and look that up. That's a wonderful work of antiquity. It's great. Well, Stephen, yeah. I don't I don't know if our audience noticed this, but we went so fast that we skipped over the fifth commandment. <laughs> well, I noticed that myself. But, uh... <laughs> he was being polite and didn't want to call us out on it. Oh, though. man. Well, I appreciate your, your kindness there by not making fun of me on, on radio. But you know what? I just made fun of myself, and I think that's okay. Uh, I think we all make mistakes. And, and especially this is a big one for us yeah. as, you know, we're, as we're transitioning out of our you know, parents' house and, and into our own careers and into our own families. You know, the question of how do I honor my mother and father is one that routinely comes up among among my friends, especially because we're, you know, we're in that transition phase. Some people are still living at home. Some people are like me, I'm married with my own kids. But how how does that honoring look? Well, it, it, we're to honor them at all phases of our life. You know, when mm-hmm. we're young and under their care, we honor them, not just in our word and willing obedience, but in a, 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 a cheerful heart, a, a, an obedient heart. That's the, the goal of where we want to be. So we, under their care, we follow them, we listen to them. Obviously, if they demand something of us directly contrary to Scripture, then we need to, to uh, act in an appropriate manner there. But even as we get older and out of the home, we still honor our aging parents. We mm-hmm. take care of them in their old age and 
uh, you see from the scripture, scripture, it's very important because it's our responsibility to take care of, of uh, parents, not to throw that upon the government or someone else. And so through all phases, we uh, give them honor. And in fact, we are never to curse our parents. That's uh, a, a big negatory to do that from the scripture, to curse them, which is not just words, but in our, our, our actions as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We have Stephen McDowell in studio, or sorry, again, not in studio, <laughs> but he is on the radio and we're, we are in the studio and we're, we're discussing God's blueprint for life, liberty and property, the Bible, a Bible study of the Ten Commandments. And there's a book review up on EngageMagazine.net. I've written it. It's uh, 94 pages. Not my book Not review. Not the review. <laughs> <laughs> Not the review, but the book that uh, Stephen wrote here, Steve McDowell wrote, is 94 pages. You got um, a couple pages of, of um, reading, and then you have a couple pages of catechisms, and that's kind of the flow throughout the book, and it helps you walk through the implications, the different layers, and how we can apply the Ten Commandments and the importance of them to uh, our life today, that they're not old news, they're not in the past, they, uh, even though they were written in the past, they can be used for our life today. Very well done. Uh, I know we're running uh, short on time for the final two commandments of this segment, but I think it's very important that uh, if we have to miss one for us to answer the question, what do you tell a kid who's living in a situation in which their parents are maybe abusive or whatnot? Mm-hmm. How are they supposed to honor their father and mother? Well, if there's, you know, physical type abuse, then that's a legitimate place for civil authorities to get involved. Okay. Civil government is to protect the life, liberty, and property of its citizens. So if you're physically abused, sexually abused, or others, hopefully you'd be in a church. You could go and talk with you know pastors or leaders in the church to get counsel from them, uh, and could uh, seek uh, help from, from your local police force if it's if your life and liberty is your life is threatened in that way. So that's yeah, because if short of it. Yeah, I mean you're really honoring them because you're gonna be helpfully getting them the help that they need, uh, because there's there's obviously some issues going on there, uh, you know, inside their hearts, inside their souls. So uh, and that's kind of always the way that I've viewed that as well, is you know, we definitely need to get them the help that they need. Yep, and we're going to intentionally leave the Eighth Commandment hanging so that you will go purchase the book because it is an incredible book. There's a lot there. It's very helpful. It's inspired me. If you can't tell already, I'm very passionate (laughs) about the work that Stephen's done in this book. But let's do cover the Seventh Commandment. You shall not commit adultery. Mm -hmm. What what does that mean? Well, just to back up one minute, you know, God is so concerned about the family and preserving the family, he gave three commandments to preserve it. The fifth, and we were just talking about the seventh and the tenth, Mm. because the family is the basic building block of society. So when he says you should not commit adultery, what he's saying is that we should not, we should, uh, in essence, keep our uh, sexual relations pure until uh, the marriage to our spouse. You know that the Bible is very clear about uh, the where and when sex is to take place, and it's with spouse in marriage, and nowhere else. And so, because adultery obviously will destroy uh, the family 
and God wants to preserve the family, and God wants to make the, the sexual relations that he's created man to enjoy. And we can enjoy that mostly when it's done within the confines of where God desired it to take place. Yeah, and you know, just like we were talking about in uh, in the first episode, in the first show where we were talking to you, we made the mention that the commands are not just prohibitions, but they're actually uh, positive connotations with those that are saying, you know, here's what you don't do, but here's what you need to be doing as well. And in this command, it's not just don't cheat on your spouse, but it's a command to love your spouse uh, so much more. Stephen, thank you so much for being here with us. We do appreciate your time. He's going to be with us in the next segment where we're going to discuss, we're going to wrap up the Ten Commandments. Uh, Right now we are talking about God's blueprint for life, liberty, and property, a Bible study on the Ten Commandments. You're listening to EngageMagazine.net. Stick with us while we continue to share truth and apply Scripture. 